My name is Morgan Gray, and welcome back to the Afrocentric Podcast. We don't funk with racism. We don't funk with people who don't support the LGBTQ plus community. And baby, we damn sure don't funk with anybody who don't love a beautiful black queen, baby. You see this tape? don't let nobody act black and then go home and be white it only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average negro and a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense A lot of boys and men are stuck in an internet loop and have fallen prey to the alpha male podcast phenomenon. And it's not just white incels. It's time for the black community to address the black manosphere too. Although the black manosphere formed out of the notable goal of uplifting black men, it does so at the expense of black women. Moreover, black men also fail to understand that they're being targeted by marketers and online platformers in order to capitalize and make money off of the male gaze. Upon first glance, things within the manosphere may appear to be normal, but extremists are hiding out in these places, predatorily waiting to usher young black men and boys into violent extremist groups. Join me and my guest, Billy, as we discuss the Manosphere and how the Manosphere makes off, often makes black boys and men more susceptible to violent extremism, radicalization, and misogyny. <coughs> Sensational. All right, guys, and we're back, and I'm here with Billy. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, but yourself. I'm I'm cool. I'm chilling or whatever. Um, are you ready to talk about the manosphere? Let's get it. Let's get it. So my first question is, what is the manosphere? All right, now I'm gonna be honest with you. When you first said that to me, I was like, I've never heard that before. So of course I go on the mighty Google. Hey man. And she tells me, she tells me that the manosphere is uh basically a bunch of men get, getting together, basically talking about how much they hate women. You know, according to Wikipedia, I pulled this straight. And that's a good source right there. Yeah, well, yeah, it got me through plenty of assignments, plenty. But anyway, <laughs> back to back to Wikipedia. They say the Manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting masculinity, misogyny, and opposition to feminism. Okay. I.e., the brass, chads, and thads, the alpha, betas, gammas, deltas, shout out to Eblon, and the incels. So, you know. All those good folks. Okay. So that is the manosphere. Um, just like you said. So the manosphere is like a tricky place to navigate, I would say. Have you ever fell into the manosphere? Personally, nah. I don't I don't associate, identify with none of that. Are Me you a personally. gamer? Uh yeah, you can say I am. Doesn't the gamer like correspond with the manosphere? Well, see, I'm a gamer, but I also have responsibilities because how am I going to fuel my gaming habit if I don't get up and go to work? That's a good point. So a lot of time, a lot of my free time is spent working rather than gaming. I love to sit around and game all day, but who won't pay the bills? That's a good point. Unless you gaming enough to be able to pay the bills. You know, and there are hats off to the people who are at that level, but He's not average. He's average everyday nigga. Mm -hmm. Come on now. All right. These these folks still at their mama's house. Don't have a car. Don't have an apartment. 
barely got a job, working minimum wage. You got to want better for yourself. And outside of me gaming, I got something else that I can fall back on. I don't, I do more than just game, you feel me? Real. So, you know, that's just an outlet for me. Like I said, and once again, shout out to the black gamers. We love you nerdy ass niggas sitting down, staying out of trouble. Hey, Amen. for sure, because <laughs> best believe I am one of y'all. Yes. Best believe. Yes, we love the anime believing brothers. So the Manosphere has a set of core beliefs, and the Manosphere is connected to an online misogynistic community, like you said before, who believes that manhood and masculinity is under attack. And they believe that fem feminism is wrong, bad, or unfair. And these ideas stem from the context found online from dating coaches, podcast bros, and the anime, anime and gaming communities, right? So this whole idea that manhood is under attack. Have, I know you heard this shit before. Where does it come from? You know, I it's interesting because I take a lot of my context from music. And there's a song by The Temptations. You gotta know you, you listen to The Temptations. Treat her like a lady. It's beautiful. In the middle of it, check second verse. Fact check me now. It says in the um, you know what? We got Apple Music, got lyrics. Hold on. Take your time. Hold on, hold on. Take your time, but her up. I got you, I got you. You know what? It did because I was just listening to it not too long ago. That's my jam. We're gonna, we gonna hold on. Yep. He says, hmm, where is it? Where is it? In this land of liberation, it's so easy to forget that it's so nice to have a man around to lend a helping hand. You can bet. So expand on it. So basically, what he's saying is that. It's great that women are having this moment to where they can better themselves. They can be like men. They can get in the workforce, get equal pay, all the benefits, everything that comes along with being in the workforce as a woman. But as all things that come with good messages, it always tends to radicalize at some point. Mm. So, you know, you have this, yeah, woman power, you know, we all must stick together, sisterhood. And then on the flip side, you have the niggas ain't shit. Men ain't shit, man's trash, all this other good stuff. So it's it's a fine line between love and hate in this situation. Do I you, feel like. Do you really think women are really at this men bashing place like men are like saying? No, not at all. I don't feel like that that's a narrative that all women share because a lot of women just want to have better men in their life. Mm -hmm. They just want to have a man in their life. Essentially, I ain't going to say all because, you know, when you say all, folks get upset. Well, majority of women just want majority of women, I should say, just want a good man in their life. That's it. Well, okay, I agree with you. Um, I feel like as a society, we place too much of an emphasis on the idea of relationships and getting married. They make it the pinnacle of life instead of just seeing it as like just a part of life, right? Then on top of that, the idea of like manhood and masculinity is being up under attack. I feel like it comes from the Great Replacement Theory. You know what that is? I've heard of it. What have you heard? Well, I've heard that, you know, they don't necessarily want people of color, people um, who have been under the boot for so long to necessarily gain the uh, knowledge and the ability to gain the power that the people that are in power have currently, because it might cause a reset, if you will. Okay, very much so. 
it is core the great replacement theory is this idea that like in 2032 2035 the white race is going to be no more because their population is dying out so they feel like the white community is being replaced by like um migrant workers black people and so that they're they're really afraid so this is a result of it like that fucking fear and it's ridiculous well, you know, they do say whiteness is a recessive gene, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that right now. Actually, I want to talk about okay, it. Okay, we're gonna talk about Le it. Right muse let's, genes. Let's, let's, let's get into Le it. Let's muse. Get. I just want to say, have you ever noticed? But and it's one of the things that uh I know we ain't we ain't quite gotten into it yet, but I bet we probably gonna get into it. But those interracial um relationships, you know, you ever see a mixed baby? Uh-huh. Sometimes you look at the mixed baby and you can tell. You got some black in you somewhere. How deep? You got some black in you somewhere. I can't put my is it is it the way your hair curls? Is it how wide your nose? Is 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 it the way you act, carry yourself, that rhythm in you? It's something about you that just screams black. Nigga. It's something about you. That scream color. It is it's just something about you. And a lot of times, me, especially us being in Mississippi. It's wild the amount of interracial like relationships, couplings, marriages that we have here that folks don't like to talk about. Here, it's crazy. It is crazy. You ever been to Amor? Amor, Mississippi? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. It's a lot of interracial Ooh. couples in Amory. I know they coon down yes. in Oscar. See, 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 what 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 tripped me out is I've been there before and I see, you know, like all these white folks, blase, blase. My bad, you know. Home <laughs> coach, you know, I see them, and you know, and then I see little one run out, and I'm like, Where you come from? Oh, wait a minute. You got a little black in you. <laughs> you got a little black in you, and I'm talking about, I, I saw it a lot. Um, ain't trying to put nobody's spot. Maybe it was the area I'm in. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> so now that we have an understanding of what the manosphere is, as well as like their core beliefs, as well as their fear, which is rooted in white supremacy and the fact that they think that they're finna be replaced. The next thing that we're going to focus on is like the particular groups within the manosphere, which are incels, men's rights activists, the red pillars and the pickup artists. Which one you want to start with first? Hmm. Which one are the most problematic? You know what? Me personally, I feel like it's the incels. I think the incels are the most I problematic like too. So like they got this abbreviation. I think it's called SMART. It, it stands for the fact that they're not in school. They're not making no money. They aren't, they're not doing nothing. They just sitting at home, just riding away and they still live with their parents. Um, they are majority like white, I feel like, but there are black incels, but they like the niggas that'll never get touched. They the niggas that'll never receive a DM. They the niggas that never had a date the prom. They the ones that dick smell like Cheetos. That's them. Yeah, I mean, hey, my thing is, I guess you could have considered me an incel at one point in my type, at one point in my life. You know, we're all young. And at one point in time, I wasn't, I was the nerd. I was the one who smelled weird. I was the one who wasn't getting out. I mean, granted, my grades were amazing. 
you know, I had my extracurricular activities, but as far as navigating, especially you brought up the difference between black and white, as far as incels, me being a black incel, I never really just had a chance to be a part of the culture, if that makes sense. Yes, I f and the black incels would be the ones that the black women didn't accept and the black guys excluded from everything. Did you feel like you hated women when you would have been when you were in that phase? No, but I can definitely see where that rhetoric would stick. I think because if no man knew, if I didn't know any better, like I've been around women who generally jail with me, I've seen it. So if I didn't have that balance, maybe I could have been on the side where all oh, women ain't shit. You know, they come in, you know, they try to take over everything. I could have that stance, but I've had people to kind of balance it out. That's good. That's always good. Now, out of the group of incels, men's right activists, red pillars, and pickup artists, which group do you think is the dumbest? Personally, I say the men's activists. I was thinking that too. It's between them and the red pillars. Now, now elaborate for me. What's what's the red pillars for the folks who don't know? For the niggas in the back that do not know. Like myself. So, like, this is based <laughs> off of like the matrix, right? Right. So right, you right, have right. the blue pill and the red pill. And if you take the red pill, then you're woke. You're broken free mm. from the matrix. So Okay, okay. See, I had a different name for that in my head. What is your name for the, it? The woke crowd. No, okay, so like you know, there's a big phenomenon going on with like like spirituality, like becoming a cult. So that is like a large influx of it. The red pillars that feel like they're it's kind of like Sneeko. I feel like Sneeko would be considered a red pillar. He's like, you guys are not woke. You guys don't know what's going on. Da 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 da. That's a red pillar. And it's not based on anything that's factual. And another thing with this entire group is the fact that their logic isn't based upon like fallacy. Their logic is based off of like, well, it is. It's based off of the straw man fallacy. So they like pick apart arguments. It's really hard to be able to like hold a genuine conversation where you feel like they're listening to you. Right, right, right. Um, I, I, it. There's always good to have a healthy amount of skepticism it is that's a sign of intelligence it's always healthy and and sometimes you have to listen to what people are saying and then decide for yourself is this really something i want to invest my energy into don't, don't don't take everything with a grain of salt please please take it with a grain of salt oh, well i love that for the babies um yeah that's about it for the intro Yes, I could do a longer video breaking down the pipeline, and I think that's what I'm going to do. Because in the last two months, so many people have asked me, how do I raise a boy that won't go do this? The answer is you have to keep them away from this kind of content. Let's take a ride. The Manosphere is a connection of online misogynist communities who believe that manhood is under attack and in something called hypergamy. They pitch these bad ideas as dating coaches and in anime and gaming communities. They start off slow. Harmless content to gauge interest. Then a harmless piece of dating advice, like how to tell if she's interested. Then maybe how to get a girl to do something. Then we make a joke with a bad internet trend or a meme. And then when they're criticized or rejected, there it is. Oh look, there's our friend Aggression. Well, the feminists are mad at me. This feminism and this woke culture is why you're alone. And we all just need to wake up. It's okay to be masculine.
whoa, how'd that get in there? It's harmless until it's not. Us what the niggas missing. So the next question reads, what are the defining differences surrounding the ideologies and core beliefs that separate the manosphere from the black manosphere? Well, I think the manosphere in general just focus on men and the rights that they have or the rights that they feel like they should have and the things that they feel like that they're disadvantaged about. But Hold on. Let me stop you right there. What what rights do they feel like they have and what rights do they feel like they're lacking in? This is like specifically like the men's rights activists. Well, I guess they feel like they don't have. Like, for example, mm, mm, I don't know if that's 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 a little that's a little bad, but. I wouldn't say rights in a way. I would say more so like privilege. Or access? Yes. Access. Access to what? They, they, I guess they want They the want to take some pussy. Take some pussy, have the same kind of, you know, yeah. the same kind of woman magic that women have. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I don't. You know? Okay, so, mm -mm. so any man can tell you, it's just something about a woman. It's something about a woman. You can't you can't replace that. And this is me speaking as a man. Like my bros are cool. I kick with them all day, every day. We can we can chill. We can do this, that, and the third. But leave from them, I won't come home to my girl. Spend time with her. It's gonna be days that I'm gonna be with her chilling. Boys hit me up. Hey man, you wanna do such such such? And you know what? I'd rather just invest that energy with the woman. Feminine energy. The female man needs that. Well, why you think niggas get so mad or they will call you gay or like a Russell Wilson? They'll call you a simp if you decide to spend time with your girl or you treasure your woman. A lot of times I feel like either they not getting that 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 kind of energy, that that bond. The same kind of bond that you might have with your woman or your girlfriend, whatever you want to call an old lady, etc. They might not have that bond, same bond with women, that same emotional connection. For me, it's giving, um, I like women for sex, but I'm not sexually, I'm sexually attracted to women, but I'm not emotionally attracted to women because I'm, I'm emotionally attracted to my homeboys. I cherish my homeboys opinion over anyone else's. If I spend too much time with my friends, what my niggas think is given, I might be gay. Or, 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 or they might not have the emotional intelligence to make those kind of connections with women. Because best believe, you have to have something up here. You got to have something bounce around your brain to keep up with a woman's brain. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, everybody don't lack emotional intelligence. Some of these niggas are gay. Let's just say that. I mean, yes. And power to them. Power to them. And we that love leaves, that. We, that leaves more for the men who aren't gay. Wait, I, it's weird. It's so weird when, as a woman, to divvy up the amount of men that are actually available to you. Out of all the men that are like in America, you most black women are going to date a black man. Then you have to cut that in half by men who prefer to date 
um, other men and men who decide to date women. Then you got to cut that population like into a third because of all the men who are in jail. Then you have to cut it into another third because of the, the exodus of black men who are dating outside of their race that are like literally leaving the country, talking shit. That, that is what the problem is. It's not a large group of niggas out here waiting to take us and jump the broom with us and carry us over no fresh threshold. I, I mean, I, I'm not in I'm not in that pool searching for men that that you speak of. So I'm I, I don't know. So you you telling looking, me you giving me news. And that ain't no news. news. I feel like it's been like that for a while. It's just gotten worse. Like they have this question that's going around social media right now. And they're like, do you feel like it's easier to find a, a man, like a good man, or do you think it's easier to find a good woman? And men are always gonna push. Oh, these men are ho these women are hoes. These women are hoes. But I feel like it's harder to find a good man that ain't tricking, that ain't uh, thotting and bobbing, who's respectable. Because a lot of these men have low self esteem, like really, really bad. True, true. To also add to that, some men use that what you that tricking, hoeing, all the other stuff. They use it as a means to survive. They, yes. So I was talking about this recently and I was talking about how a lot of black men use sex and you as a way to escape from reality. Like that is a coping mechanism. Same thing with drugs and alcohol or fighting. Like they will use those as ways to, as a form of escapism. Yeah, I definitely can see that. And I mean, it's just like it's like I said, is all these chemicals being released in your brain when you do have sex? Sex can be addicting, but just like a drug. Even more though, like that's still black men using black women for their bodies. And then on top of that, you'll tell a black man to go to therapy. Niggas ain't gonna go to therapy. Why? Because they fucking a therapist. And they go and see her every couple weeks or so. And he gonna get it again an example of black man taking advantage of black woman's body. It's not to trauma go over and trauma dump and put all your issues on a black woman and then leave because you have no want to keep with her. I definitely agree with you when you say that black men. I look, let me be the first one to say it. As a black man, I need to, I support look all at your camera. All my fellow black men go seek therapy. Even if ain't nothing wrong, you just need somebody to talk to that's not gonna judge you. That ain't your mama. Real big one on that. Ain't your mom. Ain't your dad either. They are paid to listen to you. That's all they here for. They ain't no judgment. They just going to take their notes, give you their professional opinion, and go by their day. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And you might learn something. Mm -hmm. You might learn a lot more than you think. Because, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. example, I even did couples counseling. I thought you was going to say I even did coke. No, oh, no, 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 You know what? I okay, so it's when I get into my for real relationship, I definitely want to do couples counseling. I recommend prior to like a problem being instituted, prior to like, like at the very beginning of my relationship to like help build upon it. I recommend one of the things that I noticed when I took it, not only was it helping out my relationship that I was having, it also taught me things about myself. What did you learn? First of all, I learned how to be a better communicator. I statements, I statements. B 
very powerful. I feel like this. I think this. I want to do this. Just that statement alone gets you more traction than any other little passive aggressive. Well, you know, maybe we should. Mm -mm. I think we should. Mm -hmm. I want to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Gives you a sense of empowerment. That's cute. I'm glad you learned that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, little tip, me on. little tip. Did your counselor look like you? Was she black? Yes, she was. Old black lady. Remind me of one of my aunties. That's so sweet. Shout out to Miss Julia Brown. Shout out to Miss Julia Brown. Shout out to Miss Julia Brown. Yay, happy birthday. <laughs> look, let's go back because we done got off track, but this is a great conversation because I feel like it's so well needed. So, like, as we have established, the manosphere for white men is really just rampant hatred, hatred, but it's covered up behind like these Ponzi schemes. Like, and that's the point that I'm trying to get men to understand is that um, the manosphere is really like a setup trap because people are using them and are looking to take advantage and make money and capital off of the male gaze. Like they're trying to put things in your face in order to stimulate you to spend your money or just to get you to spend more time on the screen in order for those podcasters or um, content creators to make money or um, even like Andrew Tate and his little puns and scheme. And ha did you hear about that? What kind of puns scheme? Educate the niggas. Okay, so like educate this nigga. Okay, so inside of Manosphere, like they would do like these these like these little courses, right? Mm -hmm. So you would sign up for the course and it's kinda like that four X shit that everybody was pushing on everyone. Mm -hmm. So Andrew Tape is at the top and um he provides like different types of videos and advice and how to make money off of all these different things and then you have to post all his content on social media and then you refer your friends and then you get a percentage off that is a Ponzi scheme oh i didn't know he was doing like that yes and then and then on top of that uh andrew tay actually i think he like he is like a sex trafficker like yeah, over in um whatever Middle Eastern company that he um country that he's from. You didn't know this? Oh no. So, this new, see, you know when you said something, but I don't I don't I don't subscribe to him. You I don't, don't indulge to, in it. I don't indulge in Andrew Tate, I don't indulge in the, the secco or whatever. So when you said something to me about it, I did you know little Google, you know, little mother click. mother Google, you know, and then mother YouTube and start listing some of that stuff and crash course. I could tell, you know, the things he was saying wasn't necessarily helpful, but I ain't know he was getting down like that. He started off as a webcam company. So he had like 20 bitches recording themselves doing webcam and he was pimping them out. Right. So he was taking money off of the top. But some type of way he found out that he couldn't exploit them to like the full capacity in which he did it. So he took his ass over to the Middle East. Hold on, quick pause. What what when was the timeline? You don't know? Mm-mm. I, I bet OnlyFans messed that up. It probably did, but then he <laughs> he went back to the Middle East and he decided to like get all the wives and the bitches and stuff, and then they them busted him down there for um what is it? Yeah, child, uh, not child, but sex trafficking. Damn, Drew. Mm hmm. You know he a nigga too. Oh no. His dad is black. Oh no. And that's why I have such a problem with black oh, men listening no. to Andrew Tate because he is. I, he give coon. Number one, he give white passing. 
He very you. I wouldn't look at him and be like, "Oh, you got some nigga in you." His daddy was a world class fucking chess player. His you know what? I might have to recount what I said earlier. You know, it might not be apparent to everybody because I looked at him and I'm like, "Okay, he not white, but you know, his mom is white. Nigga didn't scream like it normally do." You got, you got to listen to it. So, like, Andrew always talks about how much he loves his daddy. So, because his daddy was, like, this world-famous chess player, his daddy would travel from city to city playing chess and so left his black mama at the house with two Negro children. And, and his daddy would only be in the house for days at a time. And he was talking about how he would come home and see his wife, and his wife would be like, where have you been, da-da-da-da-da? And he would yell at her and be like, Andrew... I'm leaving and it's your mom's fault. And he would just walk out the door after he just came back and fly to another city. But I mean, that's what that the Ponzi scheme is based off of. Andrew incorporates chess, chess like moves and chess rules into his Ponzi scheme in order to help you break away from the matrix. Mm. You gotta wake up, Billy. Mm. This is an illusion. You gotta break the fourth wall. Mm. I'm sleeping. Me, yeah. I, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Snoring. Lord have mercy. I love it. Somebody help me out. The same man is whooping my ass right now. Somebody help me, please. But the thing about it is, like, the manosphere was created, like, to be a safe place for the black men and stuff, but it's it's not really a safe place. Niggas still roasting the fuck out of each other within these spaces. Oh, yes. Oh, man, look. I get on Twitter. I see the results. I see what happens. You you get on Twitter, you get on Twitter loud and wrong, and you fuck around and say the wrong thing, and woo, everybody on you. And it don't stop. It don't stop. You getting it at least a week. Because, you know, folks slow. You got to get let the working folks get two, three business days for them to get on Twitter to see it. So, you know, by the time they get on, they getting their jokes in. It's been a week. You feel like killing yourself now. I don't see. That's why... That's why you need to watch what you say on social media, man. Don't, you need don't to watch what wild. you say, period. Yeah. You know what? And you know what's really funny is how, like, they, like, especially these artists and rappers, they scared of saying anything about the LGBTQ community because when you say something homophobic, the LGBTQ community on your ass. But as they should be. As, and what I'm trying to say is, is I don't think these niggas are ready for the disabled community. Oh. Hey man, y'all thought that one was bad. They y'all, just, if y'all thought LGBTQ was bad, man, no, you can't say because they okay. So like the disabled community made Beyonce pull one of her songs because she had the R word in it, and Lizzo too. Can we hold on? Oh, let's talk about the R word. That is a medical term. It's really deeply embedded in the black community, like AAVE too. Yeah, that is a medical term. That is in the dictionary. Webster, Merriam, it's in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. And just because we kept using it just a little too much, they were like, no, you got to cut that out. They told me I can't even call myself that. Mm -hmm. Not even yourself, cause I swear to God, I got fussed at because I oh called my myself. God. Really. You can't even call yourself the R word. Ain't that song? Mm -hmm. You can't even talk about yourself now. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, praise the Lord for that. Well, I mean, you know, must protect your mental health. You know, speak positive vibes only. <laughs> this is a positive <laughs> space, Morgan. You can't say the R word about yourself. Come on now. 
damn, I can't say nothing anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. and I can't say mm-hmm. nothing about people mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. slow. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. We say nigga though. I love that. Hey, speaking of nigga, but they've been tweaked out on Twitter with that N word, ain't it? Y'all okay on Twitter? Y'all need a lifeboat or a life vest or something? They said, you know what's crazy is how the N word went up up to five, over five hundred percent on Twitter over a matter of days, and it makes me wonder what percentage did the F word grow over to on Twitter? Cause ain't no way they just doing N bombing and ain't nobody dropping an F bomb. Oh yeah, no. They need, they need to be doing the numbers on all the words, every last one of them. They said, "Give me the, in, give me the N word, oh Lord." That's what they said. Mm, but I know, I do know one thing. What you know? Every one time they say nigga, they say crack about four times. I know. What are your favorite words subjectified white people by? Hmm. Hmm. The the palm pilots. That's cute. I like that. That is hilarious. I heard somebody say that one day. I fell out. Uh, boy, what is it? The pe- 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 pastel color. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cute too. Let me see. Let me see what I like. Eleven is. by five. That's paper. Yeah, that's yeah, line yeah. paper. Mm-hmm. That's real cute. Mm-hmm. What else? We I got? like band aids. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh. That's really creative. Ooh. Mm. I do. This is this is one of my personal ones. Nabisco. 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 What's Nabisco? Uh oh, I'll be calling them um um townhouses. Okay, okay. All right, I see you now. I see you now. We say now. Every once in a while you run across a nigga acting like cool, you call them Ritz. You know, they got the brown. Oh no, we call them as we see them. We call them as we see them. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes I be like I said, I'm I'm in in settings that I can't necessarily just freely shout out. Don't they got their own food word anyway? We call them Oros. Um, yeah, well, you know, like I said, I I I like to be creative. So I just say Ritz. That's good. For the next who know. We, we love know. innovation we within know. the black community. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television, when you go to work, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Why do black men hyperfixate on the idea of masculinity and do you think that it's healthy? Well, and I'm finna get a little deep on you. Historically, mm-hmm. black man doesn't have a sense of masculinity. It was taken from us. Y'all ever get a chance? Read the Willie Lynch letter. Have you ever read it? Actually, explain it. Okay. 38 pages. Read. Go read it. You stop being lazy. It's 38 pages. Come on now. No pictures. Knock it out. But basically, white man, Willie Lynch, 
Matter of fact, little historical context, we got lynching from his last name. Mm-hmm. But this white man, British white man from the Indies, you might have to fact check me on that, but he came over, sat on a riverbank in Virginia, gave a speech to the, to the plantation owners and said, look, this is what we going to do. This right here is what we going to do to make a slave. Percentings of hoes. This this is this right here is what we need to do. If we gonna make slaves and we gonna capitalize on this shit, we gonna do it right and we gonna do this right here. Because if it ain't white, it ain't right. Right. Mm-hmm. So w- what it goes into, and like I said, 38 pages, read it for yourself. I'm paraphrasing, but basically he's saying, look, man, the niggas are too free. Mm. We don't have to we don't tone that down tonight. So what you do, just like you take a horse. You break the book. Mm-hmm. Well, bull, I should say. You break the book, you know. Make them docile. Well, you can't do... You can't do black man like you do horse. Human, animal. So you do, you do them a little different. You you can treat an animal nice and get them to eat out your hand. Can't do that a human with a brain can think for themselves. So you got to break them. How do you break them? Well, he describes in the book. He said, you take the biggest nigga out there. Tar feather them. Strap him to a horse's... Pull him apart. Kid, take him out. You find the next highest one. You beat his ass to death I, uh-huh. and leave him for the rest of them to see. And say, we just got, we just took your two top dudes. What y'all gonna do? Nothing. And for the rest of the niggas who ain't bout and ain't got no fight in nigga. Mm, I don't want that. He gonna do that. He gonna do that to me. I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Stay over here. My mind, my business. I don't want that. So it's systematically, it's systematic the the lack of masculinity that was taken away within the black male community. It started from slavery. Yes. So over the years, we've had instances where we've tried to get our masculinity back. Like I told you earlier, the reset. Mine gonna always go back to what it knows is right. Mm-hmm. And it's been moments to where different points in black history where we've tried to come back on top. We've tried to be the head of the household. We tried to be men in our society. We tried to be the man. Well, let me say this because all that is great, but it's kind of based off of, what's the word that I'm looking for? Because I've been saying it all freaking week. Uh, the patriarchy. All of it is being the head of the household, having the most power in the household is all based upon the patriarchy and the patriarchy is rooted in white supremacy. So before we came to America, African Africans, period, as long as well as Native Americans were matriarchal societies. They treasured women and women play equal roles, if not more important roles as leaders or heads over militaries, etc., etc. So when they came to America, the the hierarchy flipped and black men tried to assimilate into the role of what the master played. And instead of trying to break, burn down the master's house, they're trying to rebuild the master's house with the master's tools. I can see where you would say that. Um, I think it's more so uh, a spiritual thing for those for those of y'all who read the Bible, who pay attention to any of the stuff that's in there. I'm I ain't saying I'm the model Bible reader or anything like that, but it also speaks of 
the arrangement of the household, how man is the head, all of God's blessings flow through him. Mm -hmm. So essentially, if we are God's people and we're going to follow that model, then that's the reason why we're trying to go back to that. Doesn't mean that the woman doesn't play a significant role. She was Adam's rib. Uh-huh. Woman was Adam's rib. Woman was Adam's rib. Important part. Rib protect your heart, your mm -hmm. lungs, all that good stuff in your chest. You don't want nobody punching your rib. Can't no. take too many of them. No. So, obviously, we had that matriarchal kind of balance within our society, but we fell off from that. Yeah. And maybe the whole patriarchal thing in America has infiltrated our society, but I feel like outside of the guys who are trying to follow that narrative, there are a handful of guys who want to take things back to the way that they were ordained to be. You well, get what I'm saying? Let me ask you this. Why do you think the male, the black male's masculinity is so fragile? There are so many things, there are so many rules and restrictions on what black men can and cannot do that is considered masculine or considered to be heterosexual. That if you step outside those bounds, you niggas will call you gay. You can't even eat a glizzy, a, a, a chili cheese cone from Sunny. Niggas is scared to wash the inside of their ass because they think it's gay. You know, I, I think what it is, it's just a lack of identity in this whole. One of the things I've noticed, me being a man, don't nobody know what it is to be a man. Nobody knows 100%. That's everybody because no one knows what it how to live. No one knows what it means to be a woman. No one knows. So I don't understand why black men put each other in such strong boundaries. I feel like women have a better idea of what it takes to be a woman than for a black woman. Because you can't say I, I, that. I'm, 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 I'm going to take it even deeper. I know black women know what it takes to be a black woman than for a black man to know what it takes to be a black man. We still trying to figure it out. Y'all got it down pat. I'm going to say Because black girl magic, let me tell you. <sighs> Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Boy, I'm telling you. Ain't nothing like it. I will say this. Um, white men, they um they get to be more fluid in their masculinity than black men do. Um, I feel like this based upon Greek mythology all the way back to the Romans and the Greeks because you know they got to mate with the animals and the children and the other men and stuff, and that's passed down legacy. White men get to explore their sexuality openly, and white women. They ain't going to pay it no mind. It's just a phase, honey. It's just a phase, Brad. So, like, we don't we don't give black men the opportunity to be feminine, to cry, to to express their creativity, their emotions, their femininity, none of it. And I think what really needs to happen is that men, men, black men, we need to figure out as a collective, what exactly does it take to be a man? And we need to all agree upon it because I'm going to be honest with you. Some of that stuff that they talk about is dumb. Well, don't you have to just be born a man in order to be a man or oh, transition oh, into a no, man in order to oh, be a man? Oh, no. I feel like no, if you got the genitalia, no, you no, should no, just no, be no, a man. No, no, it is not that simple. If it was really that simple, huh? y'all would have more men. I'd be a man. If it was really that simple, you go get your surgery and you know about to be my book, man. But journey to manhood is a personal one. 
Everybody got to take their own journey to manhood. Just because you have the equipment don't mean you equipped. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. For example, me personally, I remember growing up trying to find my own identity. We talk about the black man on sphere and all this other stuff, different identities, you know. I realized a long time ago that what mainstream says a black man should be, I don't fit none of those stereotypes. Boy, them niggas, they rule so straight. None of them stereotypes. I am no way, shape, or form a hood nigga. I can't hoop. I can't throw no ball. I can't do none of that. Can I, am, I can't rap. <laughs> I can't. I am not no pretty boy. I don't have plenty of bitches. I ain't none of that. I am just a regular, regular black ass man. Uh-huh. Who like trains of all fucking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to show you how far I am out the loop. Nigga like trains. What the fuck? Anyway. So, you said trades or trains? Trains. Shoot you. Like running trains on people? No, 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 no. Like locomotives, trains, real oh, trains. Yeah, yeah. See, see you said shit chug a chug or chug a chug. When no. I hear two two, I think the train coming. Lord have mercy. Okay, yeah. That, that, mm -hmm. Yeah, trains. I know some people that like trains too. It's a bunch of hoes that love trains. No, no, no. The kind of train I'm talking about. Shout out Locomotive. Okay. Well, yeah, like I was saying, you have to try to find your own identity. And once I realized that, look, I don't fit the mold. Well, then, who am I? And that's when my journey to manhood began. So that started, I want to say... I was 11th grade, so 2010. I just I just aged myself. But yeah, about 2010, 09, around about that time. From then on there to now has been a journey, ever long journey of me learning more about myself, who I am as a man. How do I, what is my stance as a man? How do I fit with other men? Where is my, where do I stand in society? All that good stuff. It's an ever learning journey, but first it starts with self. Yes, because it is the esteem of yourself, bitch. Mm -hmm. Ain't that what Cat Williams said? Mm -hmm. so and that's, I feel like that's the problem with these men within this manosphere is the fact that they fail to take accountability for the things that they have done to themselves. Ain't nobody tell you not to get that ass up out the house. Ain't nobody tell you to sit up there and get sloppy fat and not nobody. And I also want to talk about the standards of men within the manosphere because if you ask a nigga in the manosphere, I ain't good enough to look at. I ain't. I like if if you got kids, they don't want you. If you plus size, they don't want you. If you too dark, they don't want they you. Tripping. If you make no money or too much money, they don't want you. If you black, they don't want you. Oh, like it is so many rules and that's why i said they keep on narrowing down who these niggas gonna date they ain't gonna have nobody else to date which is why i said it's giving homosexual who look hey only thing i can say is is that you keep lowering the standard go ahead keep lowering the standard for those of us who aren't asleep, for those of us who know what's out here, mm -hmm. you just leave it open for us. Mm -hmm. That's all. Because ain't nothing wrong with being a step-pappy. 
Why do you believe that social sites like YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok are removing podcasters like Andrew Tate and Sneak and Sneako from their platforms? Well, see, the thing is about them fella, just by some of that stuff that you told me and for what I saw on them. A lot, a lot of the things they said was out of pocket, but it's bringing their platform money. They ain't take it down for that. It's certain other messages that was thrown in the mix, just like you were saying earlier, all that woke shit that Andrew Tate was talking and all that. You need to wake up from that Seiko dude or whatever his name is. All that little good stuff. Yeah, you can say we hate women. All this other stuff, whatever you want to say to generate the revenue. But when you start messing with my money, hmm, I want to shut you up. Have you ever been a Kevin Samuels fan? You know what? What? I had a feeling this was coming. It has to come. It has to come. Yeah, he down there talking to the queen. They smoking on them Lizzie pads. Lord, have mercy. Okay, look. Regardless of what people may think about him, I don't have a problem with dude. I didn't subscribe to him. I didn't listen to him too much. But when everybody was saying what they said, I started listening. And what happened was I recognized the fact that what social media tends to do is highlight all the negative stuff. They take stuff out of context so much. When I talk to men, especially black men that are in the manosphere, they always talk about how these niggas be having a point. And they do be having a point. Like They do. I honestly be listening to it and they honestly do be having a point. It's just that their mindset is so shallow and their thought process is based upon individualism, which is me, 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 take, 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 never give, take everything you can give. And that is what makes it problematic. That's why I say it. You have to listen to everything with a healthy dose of skepticism. I ain't trying to listen to Kevin Samuels. He told me that I was made up like a linebacker and I would never get married because I'm plus size. I can't sit up there and listen to that. You know, that's like white people listening to rap music and police officers listening to rap music. We on the air saying, fuck the police. We hate crackers. Why would I sit up there and listen to that if I'm a, a police officer or a cracker? Well, you know, hey, sometimes folks just live with their cognitive dissonance. Because mm-hmm. I'm put to you, just like you, we was talking about, about the whole, you know, the gamers don't like to bathe. They don't like to wash their ass, all this other stuff. They don't dress nice. Y'all y'all complain to women. I'm going to say y'all. Women complain about the lack of men. And a lot of things that Kevin Samuels was doing before you started seeing the the live chats with him face-to-face with, not face-to-face, but live streaming with folks. A lot of things he was talking about, like, men need to up their game. They do. We need to wear better clothes. They do. We need to wash our ass. They we do. need to be smelling good. We need to be doing this, that, and third. A lot of his messages were tailored towards men at first. 
And according, according then he to learned I, that when he put down women, that's when he started making more views. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't personally agree with it, but I can't knock a brother for it, sister. Well, I can't. Uh, damn, Kevin he, Samuels he can't rich. knock shit because he dead. Yikes! I mean, look, the man got rich off of it. I don't agree with it personally. I wouldn't have done it myself, but. A lot of the things he told me, even I took into consideration, like, huh, maybe I do need to step up my game. Mm. You know, it, it's little stuff like basically how he was saying, I'm a gamer. Don't spend all your time gaming. Because all that time you spend gaming is time that you could be investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's true. Y'all need better safe places as men. That's what That's it true. is. Like y'all need more physical, in-person, safe places that actually have like a set-based curriculum. That's not just talking about sex or relationships, because it's more to life than just getting coochie. Yeah, it's more than to life than just making money. Yeah, and it, it that hustle culture is a scam by itself. But like that exactly is what all these group chats are. Like the the fucking incels or the pickup artists. Their whole groups are dedicated to helping men find different ways to pick up women to have sex with them. Like, that's it. That's what you're dedicating all your energy to, your mindset, your willpower, everything. And, and let me just put it out there for, for those of y'all who, who may be part of that group listening. It ain't as hard as you think. Mm -mm. I swear it's not hard. Mm -mm. Just be yourself. And it's they not, will throw it to you. Come on, just be yourself. It's God not. Damn. It's not that expensive, too. I will say that the bitches do be going overboard because they didn't got to this point where women are expecting a lot of shit from men. <laughs> and being in Mississippi, you gotta expect that these niggas down here ain't got no money, not for real. But niggas also gotta understand that everybody ain't trying to steal your money because if you in Mississippi nine times out of ten, you broke. You ain't got shit to be taken from. So I don't understand where all this shit is fucking coming from. Well, you know, it it goes part of, like I said earlier, you have that whole stereotypes for men. You have either you baller, um, drug dealer, you a athlete, you rap, you doing, either way, you making some kind of money you getting money somehow. And that that kind of stereotype has gone through uh what's the word I'm looking for? Pop culture, I, I mm -hmm. guess I should say. It went through pop culture and now it's to the point where it's hitting reality for some folks. Like I ain't got it like that. It ain't oh you talking about hitting and let me tell you, let me tell you so they have this group of podcast bros called the um i think they called the traveler bros or some shit like that so it was this black man that moved from virginia to new mexico they 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 the air what they call it the passport bros so this nigga is like in his late 20s he like 29 he been talking to this 40 year old white woman made up like a kfc potato log and he been talking to her for months and she done decided to move this nigga down from Virginia to fucking New Mexico. Do he, they even have niggas in New Mexico? I don't know. I don't know what they got in New Question, Mexico. Questions that need answers. That's true. 
So he done got down there, stayed down there for a few months. He would not get up, wouldn't get no job, would not contribute no money to the bills, would not help her clean up, wouldn't do anything. She was begging him to get up, do this, that, and the third. He made excuses. The only thing he wanted to do was go to the gym and work out. Because, you know, that's something that the podcast bros promote. Go to the gym. Get involved. Then women really don't even be looking at niggas' muscles like that. Like, only men be looking at each other, other men's physique like that, like comparing and checking and charging like that. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, I will. <laughs> so, they, this woman put him <laughs> out. He didn't have no money saved up. She threw all his shit out. Mm. He homeless. Mm. Now, he on Twitter. Talking to the passport, bro. Somebody cash out me some money so I can get back home. I don't have no way back home. She told me she was going to help me. I can't do nothing. I'm trying to find, what? what is it? A homeless shelter until the end of the night. And he going in and in and in, blaming this bitch again, not taking accountability for the shit that he did while he's stranded in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. <laughs> oh my God. Not Albuquerque. Are there any niggas in Albuquerque? Shout out to the niggas in Albuquerque, man. God so, damn. Oh, see, look. You do it to the But, like, that's what the podcast bros do. That's what they do. They'll get up there and they. Hold on, I gotta know. Did, did he ever get back home? Is he still? Is I he think still this in nigga's still like in Albuquerque. Lord have mercy. Okay, continue. I just want to know. But that, that is what they do. Or another example, I saw another video, and that is like one of the final questions. So let me end this part and actually. So a few weeks ago, I shared this tweet by Sammy Simon, which says, I think we should also talk about how the black church is basically a normalized version of the alpha male podcast. I want you to check out these two videos and pay attention to the similarities. This one is from a dude bro alpha male podcast. She says, I got a good job. I make very, very good money. And she says, the only thing I need now is a man. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, <laughs> it's like, who wants you? Who wants you? You're you right. right. Like, once you have achieved these things, you have unfortunately disqualified yourself. Ooh. And this one from one of the most influential pastors in the black church, T.D. Jakes. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house. But until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. Both blame the accomplishments of women for their singleness. And both communicate that in order for women to be worthy of men, they have to make themselves smaller. They have to create a need for him to pour into, if you will. I think this is a great case study for how context influences biblical interpretation. Biblical scholar Dr. Mitzi Smith put it this way. The impact of our contemporary context, like the air in the room, is inescapable. Meaning that it's impossible for a person to interpret the Bible without their context influencing that interpretation. Which begs the question, what is our contemporary context? The same patriarchy being theologically rationalized at church is also the same patriarchy being discussed by so-called alpha males. And both are influenced and informed by white supremacy culture's brand of patriarchy. In the words of Levert the Baseman, same script, different cast. Have you ever seen an example of how black the black manosphere has negatively influenced a person's life or moreover an example of how men talk and take advice from the black manosphere and it has negatively affected them? Okay, so like I said, like I've been saying, I personally don't know nobody involved in the manosphere. I'm not involved in the manosphere. But one a lot of the things, the rhetoric that they echo I see it in examples in my life. I don't deal with it directly, but I'm in the splash zone. Well, let me ask you about this. How do you feel or how do you think that most black men feel about flying girls out? And what's the protocol behind it? 
Oh man, I fly that broad out. She gonna have to give me some pussy, man. Man, if she find out, she gonna find her own way back home. That's how the fuck I feel. I mean, I don't. My thing is, don't spend no money on a broad and expect to get the pussy. If you spend money on her, just expect to take the loss. I don't even feel like it should even be looked at like that. I feel like the problem with dating is the fact that thing is like looked at through currency now. You you gotta pay to play, or you gotta pay that pussy in order to get what you want. Well, see, I, me personally, I thought you was talking about hookup culture. Now that is if you find culture. if you find out your girlfriend, um, you can't get mad if she don't want to give you nothing out of that. That's another conversation y'all need to have, but. You can't just expect it. I mean, that's your girlfriend. She she allowed to say no, but like if, if this is a hookup, no, I'm not finna spend money for you to come all the way out here. Not. I just think it's fucking foul. Like, I think it's so fucking foul that these men will fly women across state lines. And if you don't give him no coochie that belong to you, you stranded. That's that's why I said if you may not you may not want to say it's a loss, but since men like to hold money so near and dear to them for the niggas who do do that um if your money's that valuable and you don't just spend it on a woman and, and and you ain't getting what you really want just 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 cut it as a loss you'll get the money back you can get the money back you, you ain't gonna get your dignity back by flipping out on them leaving Charlotte behind that that's that's just that's just childish this week I, I saw another video of this black woman she this black man asked her out on a date got there he forgot his card at home she had to pick him up to take him on the ride to the date and then um after he forgot his wallet at home um she told him to walk home mm. mm-hmm mm. mm-hmm so he don't go nowhere if he ain't got no money. I had a conversation. Uh, I hope he had a couple of hundreds in that sock. Mm-mm. He had no hundreds in the sock. Oh, damn. Money down bad. Yeah, his boots was made for walking. Damn bad. And that's just what they did. He just walked his ass on out the house. Huh? That way he was going to have to walk that ass back to the house. And I don't <laughs> blame her. You know how many niggas I done kicked out of my car just because niggas is weird in real life? And it's all based off of this damn podcast, alpha male podcast. Oh, bro, you're a beta. You're such a beta. She's getting to get over you. Da, 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 da. Like, who gives a fuck about this shit? I don't feel like I need to be living my life based off of social constructs and rules that other people have said all over me. And I feel like it takes way too much energy. Yeah, it does. Always think for yourself. Always. Oh, what the Negroes say, a mind is a pair a terrible thing to waste. That's what the old heads say. Chosen. Speaking of the old heads, when is y'all niggas gonna start back listening to the old heads? Ooh, see, and that's one thing I want to preach on. Listen to the OGs. They putting you on game. And I know a lot of a lot of young niggas, they might hear OGs speak and they be like, Well, you saying all this other stuff, but we we looking at what you doing and you 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 in a worse part you in a worse condition than I am. 
Maybe they just trying to let you know of the mistakes they made. In the past. So you won't make them same mistakes. I real life, okay, I saw this video of this boy. He was talking about how the um old niggas is the ones that's really taking L's because they the ones getting tricked out. And this old man was like, y'all young niggas need to get the fuck back because we the reason why y'all lights be on because y'all young niggas be laying in the bed with no job being lazy as fuck. So we be tricking on y'all bitches and we be making sure that y'all is taking care of at the end of the day. But I do think it's super silly it's not to sit up here and not take the advice of someone who has been on this planet super longer than you have. I listen to my old head Nah, that's what I got. Shout out to OG. Shout out to OG. He know who he is. But I swear he put me on game every single time. Matter of fact, we was just talking the other day. And it's crazy how I'll have a thought. I'll say something to him. And he'll tell you, yeah. He'll tell me, yeah, man. You ain't you ain't hit that part in your life. And he was like, watch this. This gonna happen, this gonna happen, this gonna happen. I left his house that day. Boy, show us his thing. That happened, that happened, that happened. And I'm sitting there like, how did you know? He said, man, ain't nothing new under the sun. And I, it ain't. I did it. I used to do it. I'm in the same thing. I knew that was going to happen. So I'm just trying to prep you ahead of time. So that's why I say you should always listen to the folks that been here longer than you. They try to put you on game. Always listen with discernment, though, because they will try to take advantage of you if they can just because they feel like they've been here a little uh -huh. longer, they know better. And they feel like they are owed some type of specific respect. Yeah, you I was, have those types. So I was watching Drink Champs the other day. Did you watch Drink Champs? I did not. You ain't missing out on nothing. I was watching, the only reason why I was watching this episode on YouTube is because Rizza Islam was on it. And I really love Rizza. He's a part of the Nation of Islam. So he was sitting up there talking to the main men. I don't know who these niggas are, but I was so fucking unimpressed because they used to be rappers and they felt so entitled to like this appreciation. They were talking about how they would never give young boys any type of clout, how they would never reach their hand back because young niggas don't know how to respect. And I was just like, number one, that shit is so fucked up that you are supposed to be the leaders of our generation and you feel that way about the next generation coming back up, but your ego is too inflated. And I feel like when black men get to a certain point, they forget where they come from. Yeah, some of them do. I think what it is is that because of the difference in, in generation, especially because all it seems like just because of how technology has been here lately, that the generations evolve like that. Because it's crazy how kids nowadays are calling me old. I ain't even 30 yet. Oh, I'm old too. We ain't even 30 yet. They tell me I, I ain't like so my grandma. We ain't even 30 yet. Yet, I can go to my grandma's house and look at somebody twice my age. Mm-hmm. Still doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And even in my head, I'm like, man, auntie still can do that. She, man, that's still auntie. And then turn around and look at my grandma, who about 30 years older than her, still alive, still kicking, doing what she do. Okay, now that's old. But, you know. Well, that's ageism. And that's, that's a very, I hate, that's something I really hate. And I feel like ageism affects women way more than they do men. But they will call a bitch old in a heartbeat. Well, you know, men don't live that long. That is also We, we don't have a high life expectancy. So you can't, you know, you can't really, really call too many old men old. Because 
Really, a lot on around, you feel me? Now, don't you think that is ironic how it always be the niggas that tell women you going to die old and alone, and nine times out of ten, it's the niggas that's dying old and alone? I'm better. Well, the article said that it's a rise of lonely black lonely black men, lonely single men. I mean, they, they it's out there. How could they not know better? Well, they don't know how to not be lonely and no, no, you know, they don't out. know how to how to fix a situation. I mean, like I, I I explained to you, I was one of them, but I found the light. So how did you get unlonely? Well, first thing I was telling you, I was myself. Anybody, anybody that's truly gonna fuck with you, you gonna know. They they gonna rock with you regardless. So I was myself, and I'll never forget. It was a chick that I known back in elementary school. I remember I had a little crush on her. I tried to holler at her. She was like, nah, I'm good. Shout out to the starver pussy, the best pussy on this side of the Mississippi River. Yes, ma'am. Anyway, <laughs> um, I tried to holler at her. And, you know, she was like, nah, I'm good. So I left him alone. So over, over this time period, like I said, this is when my journey to manhood started. Mm -hmm. And I ran into her again after this journey was going on and i remember we had a conversation and she looked at me afterwards she was like it's something about you i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but it's something about you mm. you know what you 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 doing anything this weekend and i didn't even know i was so out of touch i was like yeah no i'm, I'm chilling what's up you want to go to the movies yeah, yeah yeah let's go let's go i ain't know till i got there oh because you had a whole day unprepared Completely unprepared, but that's how I found my way out. Just be yourself. That's true. And I will always say that I am the biggest fan of the weirdos, the people that aren't afraid of being themselves unless their natural selves is a detriment. But I am a fan of the people that aren't afraid to step outside of the zone. I actually appreciate people like that. And I know that people appreciate me because I'm my own authentic self. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so I, I will always recommend that. I feel like it's lame. I think it's so lame. I remember like sitting on the executive board for Ideal and I would interview women and I would ask women questions over and over again and they would always have the same answer because it's like everybody thinks the same. Everybody looks at life the same way. They dress the same. It's just so limiting. It's so freaking boring. And then you come across something that's different. It almost blows your mind. Mm -hmm. It's just... We need to do better, ladies and gentlemen. We need to do a whole lot better. And, and what we need to start stop doing is every time we see that person that's different, stop trying to extinguish their light. Let them folks be different. You they know ain't what? bothering you. Leave them alone. On top of that, niggas, y'all need to allow people the grace and give them the grace to grow. Like, everybody is not the same person they once was two to three years ago. So if someone has taken a new leap or decided to grow or improve their lives, give them the space and respect to be able to do so and stop limiting people. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, you'd be pissy. Oh, perfect example. I ain't seen my classmates since I graduated high school. Me either. And as far as I was concerned, my classmates didn't have high opinions of me. I was a, me too. I was a lame. I was a I, nerd. Me, I was a hoe. <laughs> I was mean. I was bougie and rude. Right, right. And I, remember, I just ran to one of my classmates earlier, 
The man didn't even recognize me at first. Mm -hmm. I knew who he was as soon as he walked through. Fella, I know you. He he walked in. He started talking to me. That's when he realized. Billy. Yes, sir. What's up with it? And even then, it took him by surprise. And he was just like, man, I ain't even recognizing that. I'm like, I'm basically the same person. You know, just a little older, but. How bad is he doing? How bad? He, I don't know. I didn't have a conversation with him. I didn't stick around. I ain't even well, I would publicly say that all my classmates are doing so terrible. Oh, my. I know some of your classmates. I, I can't even weigh in on that. You know what? I'm just going to leave that alone. Shout out to Class 2011. Yeah, I love seeing y'all love, working at the I love union. y'all. Shout out to y'all. For those of y'all who are doing great at you, shout out to y'all. I see y'all. Your girlfriend, the only one I like from my class. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I know a lot of people from your class. And you mean to tell me she the only one you like? She the only one I keep in contact with? Mm. I be right here at the house minding my business and growing growing my plants. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, it is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. Go hard in the plank like flock of flame. I'm Gucci Mane and I'm And I think the brothers saw in him someone who adequately expressed their frustration for black women. In other words, mistreated by an ex-wife, mistreated by a baby mom, abandoned by a mother, mm. verbally abused by a big sister or auntie or a cousin. So they have always had this pain that can only be exercised through healing and therapy rather than seek healing and therapy and reconciliation. I just want to find a black man who can say what I feel in an articulate way. Mm. And Kevin Samuels was that. He was the mouth for so many black men who have been hurt by black women who just wanted to get revenge and Kevin Samuels was that social media verbal revenge that so many brothers have been craving to get back at black women through um, I don't think there was anything progressive at all about his message or the work that he was doing Wow. I, rest in peace to him yeah. So I think there's an aspect of this rise of single lonely men that a lot of us really haven't thought about. And I think we need to start paying attention to this because it's actually very concerning. It basically confirms that the population of incels is a lot bigger than we think it is. And for those of you who see my earlier videos on incels, you already know how dangerous they are to not only women, but to everyone around them. Between the manosphere, red pillars, incels, and pickup artists. These guys are pretty much on a one-way train to the alt-right pipeline. And that is a reality that I think we all need to be concerned about. Because we know the kind of violent extremism that the alt-right pipeline is capable of turning men into. Because while it's funny to laugh at these misogynists for being lonely, we gotta remember that they also pose a legitimate threat to our safety. So everyone just be careful watch your backs and pay very close attention to the proceedings after this shout out to the slaves yeah shout out to the slaves you feel me shout out to harriet tubman that shout was out to real nigga. shout out to the real niggas and shout out again to all those people who hate my guts y'all are doing a justice and an effort to the world keep breaking these men down one at a time you are obsessed and sick and now it's time for the biggest blackest sloppiest toppiest shout out 
Oh, yes. So just for those who do not know, the Big Black Shout Out is one of our favorite segments of the Afrocentric podcast. And essentially, the Big Black Shout Out is an opportunity for Black people to find out about our favorite Black-owned businesses. Um, So, Billy, who would you like to shout out today? Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my boy Ty over there at Trapware, trap-wear.com for all of your... um ceramic knees you know i know those of y'all who like to you know get your little tray to put your little greenery in mm-hmm. you feel me do your little twist twist you know little puff up pat you feel me? okay yep so that's where you find that at. and he also offers furniture in tables coffee tables you name it he make it just holler at him get with him um next one i want to give up is my cousin jelani hashim well, i'm gonna spill that for you is J-E-L-A-N-I-H-A-S-H-I-M.com. Check him out. He's an artist. Makes a ton of children's books. You know, you got your kids. You need to be reading to your kids. Oh, and Christmas is coming up. That is such a great stocking stuffer. Yes. Go ahead. Buy a a book from Cuzzo. Put it in your children's stocking. Read it to them at bedtimes. Great times. You love it. A is for Afro. B is for basketball. C is for that cock. Climbing up the wall. Hey, turn up. I love little ABC books. Lord have mercy. Well, yeah. And also, Black to Life Blank, Black to Life brand. Y'all see it. Owner of that. All right. So next we have In Your Face Art, Instagram account. In Your Face Art with an underscore at the end. Instagram account is uh, one of them that I follow. A black-owned artist. He makes all kind of anime portraits, posters, you name it. He probably got it. Hoodies, shirts, jerseys. He got all that shit, man. Go look at it. I'm an anime fan. And I trust me, go look at it. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, shout out to in your face. That's nice. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, I got to promote myself. I'm an artist. If for those of y'all who don't know, Instagram and Twitter, stroke. S-T-R-O-2-K's and the E with underscore at the end. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter. I got all your art needs. I also do commissions. If you want to get your little something, something done for your folks, like I said, Christmas coming up. Might make a little nice stocking stuffer, you know. Holler at me. I might get make get be able to get you right. You feel me? Oh yeah. Would you like to shout out your band fraternity? Shout out to Cap Kappa Psi Epsilon Chapter. Fuck y'all. Why? What? No, we love those white people. We love y'all. We love those white people. White people. Love white people. Let's remind you guys that throughout the month of November that I will be running free ads for Black-owned businesses. That's right. So one of the first ads that I will be promoting will be for Operation I Am. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's DJ Calhoun here from 88 Recording House on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, checking in with Morgan Grant and Afrocentric Podcast. For all of your recording, editing, mixing, and DJ needs, holla at me, OG Calhoun at iCloud.com. 
Operation I Am is a nonprofit organization that promotes suicide prevention and bring aware and brings awareness by giving advice to the people that has been silenced. This website is designed for you to share your story without sharing your name. It allows you to use your voice without having a fear of people knowing who you are. We are currently offering six free therapy sessions with licensed therapists to learn more about Operation I Am. Visit www.operationiam.com. Again, that's www.operationiam.com. My name is Darian Lane. I am CEO of Currency Camp and D Lane Live. Currency Camp focuses on credit repair and tax preparation. I use the Fair Credit Reporting app to dispute inaccurate and outdated information on credit reports. D Lane Lounge designs focus on custom prints and monograms. We offer business cards, thank you cards, next appointment cards, gift certificates, custom stickers, labels, t-shirts, and more. I am located out of Orange Beach, Alabama. Follow my personal Instagram and click the link in my bio. The link in my bio has the link of all of my social medias as well as my Amazon storefront. If you want to learn more about repairing your credit or filing your taxes, follow us on social media. Please forgive me for any sins in which I committed. Those I know of and those I don't know of, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for beating this bitch ass today, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for thinking about beating her ass again, Lord. Please rebuke all these demons that's in this house, Lord. I pray it's not to really you, necessary. And now it's time for our favorite segment here at the Afrocentric, lean-witted, rock-witted, breath of light, Episcopalian black church of God and Christ. Yes, the altar call is our favorite segment of every podcast episode, and I'm just here to remind my people that I'm here yet fasting and hoping and praying, and I just stepped out of my prayer closet, and I just made it just right here on time to pray for you niggas here. Glory. Yes. Glory. So today I've been asked to pray for all the black influencers, content creators, and party promoters. They said that we need to get paid for the work that we do. So we are coming here knee bowed and body bent, asking God to place more black people in the forefront of social media platforms and headquarters so that we can be seen and heard. We are asking the Lord to prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies and bless us until our cups run it over. Because we got bills to pay and mouths to feed, Mark Zuckerberg. And I need my money and I need it now. Yes. I said, give me (laughs) that dog and soup. Oh, Lord. Yes. Now, the final prayer is going out to all the members of the the church, all the male members. I wanted to remind you that it is now No Nut November, and us as the male congregation will be taking a collective vow of celibacy from now until the 30th and or 31st. 
And for those of y'all who don't want to participate, we need your $30 collection. We gonna use that money to pay for all the napkins that's gonna be used come December. The socks, the napkins, the the the, the lotion, the, we the need it towels, all. the hand rags. Oh Lord, I don't even think. Look, well, for those who complete their vow of celibacy during this month, we will be providing promise rings and chastity belts. What? I said, give me that jogging soup, oh Lord. Chris. It's Wizard. I'm scared, I'm feeling Chris. All this ice, I'm feeling he dropped my rose, he's so aggressive. He got these hoes, he's so aggressive. All his eyes got me feeling aggressive. All his cash got me feeling aggressive. He's dropped my rose, he's so aggressive. He got these hoes, he's so aggressive. I'm Gucci man, the legend. I don't fuck with you peasants. I'm too heavy to be petted, boy. Is you ballin' or beggin'? You stop calling me nigga, cause I can't spell not a second. I give a fuck about a record. I got a criminal record. These boys so scared of big Gucci, they make sublim on the records. Most of these rappers is pussy. They Billy, I just want to thank you so much for coming up here and talking to us today. Um, so before we close, is there anything that you wanted to tell the black community before we live? Shout out to all the black men named Billy. We out here. Quit saying Billy thinking it's a white man. No, you talking about some niggas. And double shout out if you name Billy after another black man. We see you. We out here. We love niggas named Billy. We out here. Love the BJs. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you all so much for choosing to be Afrocentric today. Please remember that Black Lives Matter. Okay. Listen and protect Black women and children. And the only thing that you must do in this lifetime is be Black and die. Remember that we're just civilized people having civilized conversation. Bye bye now. These goddamn boys is coming out these goddamn assholes. They ain't never had a hug before. Mama ain't kissed them on the cheeks. These niggas were barely getting burped. You know you them babies got to be burped three times. They but they ain't burping these niggas. That's why these little motherfuckers is so angry. Them little motherfuckers ain't they they digestive system. They wasn't burped. You got to burp the motherfucker. That's what's wrong, I done figured it out. That's what's wrong. These niggas is mild, malnourished, neglected, unproperly fed, hadn't got the right amount of love as a baby. So it's easy for these niggas to grow up and hurt people and kill people and wanna do it. They wanna do this. 
You ain't even got to be bothering these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers want to hurt you. Because they wasn't burnt properly as a baby. That's all this shit boiled down to.